0: Here at IMC, we believe half of financial literacy is about knowledge. Now, that other half, now that's lifestyle. It's the way you live. It's the way you move. So together, we are going to demystify this good old world of finance and wealth building through our intentional guests and dialogue. Make sure you subscribe, stay tuned, and of course, stay planted. All right. All right. We are here back for another episode of the planning podcast. Hey, look. (laughs) It's covered. We covered. We good. So if you are in the building, if you are listening, if you're driving, keep driving because Mm. you're not going to want to stop. So super excited to, if you're watching, see our guest, Mikhail Brand Oliver. How are you doing today, my friend?
1: Hey, I am wonderful. I'm marvelous. Glad to be here. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm good.
0: I'm good. I'm good. I usually have a jig session before each episode. So if you do watch the intro, it got a nice little ditty bot to it. That
1: was, that was a vibe. That was yeah. a vibe. I love how it ended on your shoes. That's yeah, right. that, that, that was a whole, that was a that's vibe. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right
0: well, now I got to shout out the team. Shout out Classified Alias. He is a producer. So that's great, uh, great work. And then shout out 413 Media and Donji Media for the video. So, yeah. um, uh, how to, how to shout out those uh also black owned businesses so thank you for that great work now why are we here today <laughs> so real quick so backstage I say backstage like we were in the same location but backstage virtually we uh-huh. were um given a quick recap on just a weekend uh-huh. and uh Mikhail mentioned a football game that she was watching and uttered about two sentences. Now, now look, now y'all. I got an older <laughs> brother that played professional ball. We work with clients that play NFL ball. Yeah, I played collegiate ball, and I know football, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mikhail uttered two sentences, and I had a double take and say, "Am I talking to a coach? Hold on, <laughs> now. Hold you are. Talking to a coach. <laughs> what does that come from? Where does that come from? How does your how is your knowledge around sports or your interest where did that come from?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a a great question. So I. Grew up in a two parent household in New Haven, Connecticut. And my mother and father from early on shout out to Fanny, Brand Oliver, and Myron Oliver just always spoke greatness into me.
0: Yeah.
1: And my father was like Superman to me. There was like nothing that he could not do. I always wanted to be around him. Dad, 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 dad. Right. So he would watch sports. He he was really into tennis. So I got into tennis. He would watch basketball. I was into basketball. But I didn't understand the game of football. So I kind of stayed away from football. And it wasn't until I want to say like 2000, maybe eleven or twelve, I got into football. Someone broke the game down to me.
0: Right. And
1: I've I've been I've been hooked ever since.
0: I love that. Love that. Now that I have a daughter, Isla. Um uh, mm-hmm. Mikhail uh, Cooper, <laughs> <laughs> kindred spirits there. Um, sure. and uh, so I'm, I'm gonna make sure she's proximate to the sports. So I'm curious to see what she gravitates towards. Now, sure. you may be saying, if you're listening, all right, well, it sounds like is she a sports broadcaster? What we got going on? Who is Mikhail Brand Oliver. Um, typically, if you tune into the Planning Podcast, we have that theme of money, right? Make sure mm-hmm. you understand money. Money is tied to a lifestyle. Managing money is extremely important, especially just knowing the responsibility that you have with those resources as a business owner or even as a household. Right. Prior to getting to the physical form of the money or even in today's days, uh, the digital form of money, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, all of that good jazz. You first have to address what is your thinking around money, more so managing your mind around money. right? Right. And. um. What I love about Mikhail and also knowing that I am a client of Impact, um, she's been able to help me um, look at the future self, look at my future self um, in a way that we can quantify the aspirations and the goals that I have that keeps me not only accountable to those goals, but it opens up a uh, runway of Mm -hmm. opportunity of thinking. Mm-hmm. Of how I'm going to accomplish those goals um, in a number of different aspects. Look, you go to the if you go to the inside job podcast, this is probably the longest intro. If you go to the inside job podcast, yeah. just look at the reviews,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Like just check out the reviews and you'll see what type of liberation is there. So all that being said, Mikhail gave us a quick overview of her uh connection to sports and shout out to, to uh mom and pops, um, I believe Myron and Fanny, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so shout out mm-hmm. to Mom and Pops um, for that exposure. Tell us about Mikhail Brand Oliver on uh, your trajectory towards school, your trajectory towards professional development. What is? What do you want the audience to know about you? Let's start. Mm.
1: What do I want the audience to know about me? I am... I'm I'm constantly growing, mm. right? I am <laughs> I have this activity that I I do in in my sessions that I was actually introduced to it when I was working within another organization. It's called who are you. So mm. it's two rounds, you're with a partner and you have 60 uninterrupted seconds to answer the question who are you. So you just kind of riff for that 60 seconds in round 1. And then when you go to round 2, you have a new partner and you answer the same question and you can't repeat anything that you said in round one, right? So oftentimes in round one, you'll have the like, I am someone's your role. So I'm the managing director. I'm the right, principal right, consultant, right. founder of Impact Consultancy, LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start kind of listing off your, your elevator sales pitch. Mm-hmm. But it's in round two when you can't go to those titles, you can't go to the accolades or the accomplishments. You have to unpeel the core. That it gets gets a little tougher. So when I answer that question, who are you? I often say I am a lover of words in the color red. Mm. I am human. I am learning to love and accept and embrace myself every single day. I am unapologetically proud to be a black woman. I am able to apologize much quicker now in this season of growth than I have been in the past. I believe that stories and storytelling is a form of currency that connects us across our differences. And I have the God-given gift of teaching. In everything that I do now in business, across all industries, higher ed, K-12 education, nonprofit organizations in the educational ecosystem, working with the American College of Nurse Midwives, whatever the industry is, the skills that I utilize the most were the skills that I learned as a third grade, fourth grade and fifth grade teacher. You have to take raw material. (laughs) You have to package it and configure it to invest your stakeholders. (laughs) Beautiful minds. (laughs) To get them bought in. To get them bought in. And the way that you get them bought in is through building relationship with them. Learning about them. Their nuances. What they like. What they don't like. What turns that light on inside of them. That's already there. You just have to unearth it. So... Who I am is is someone that is constantly growing, stumbling and making mistakes, but not condemning myself for it. Growing in my relationship with God and, and that being an anchor. And that all the bloom and even the withering along the, the way of, of my seasons of life started very early. Resisting wanting to be a teacher, then being a teacher, then mm. teaching teachers to who I am, who I am now.
0: What what caused some of that resistance in, in becoming a teacher? What, what what was the root of that?
1: Yeah, the, the same characters that show up now that cause resistance, fear and doubt. Mm. I didn't think I was smart until I started teaching teachers. I didn't I didn't believe I was smart until teachers were like Mikhail. That was so helpful. Like my my students really got that or gravitated right. towards. I've never thought about it like that.
0: Right.
1: I went to Catholic school in New Haven, Connecticut, kindergarten through eighth grade. I was always in the lowest reading group with my other peers that looked like me. I struggled in math. I could not understand mathematical concepts in the way they were delivered and, and taught to me. Mm-hmm. And when i became a 4th grade math teacher 4th and 5th grade math teacher it's literally where i learned what regrouping actually was like i taught filled in all the gaps that i had from elementary school math when i started teaching when i started teaching math so um
0: wow yeah wow, wow. so that's that is I know I've dealt with that in the financial industry, um, specifically around um what is it called? Not not it may be self-doubt a bit, but it may be what is it, the imposter syndrome? The imposter syndrome, syndrome mm-hmm. um to where it the it, it took someone else to communicate the value that I provided in that moment. Like, I said yep. that was really good. Like for real? Yep.
1: What? Yeah you did that,
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, what else? You know, like and it yep. and, and, and it fueled. Um, um, really, a, a need that needed to be filled, mm-hmm. um, and if I was not fully aware of my ability and the role that I could play in it, um, and really honest with myself too, so there was a there was a level of reflection mm-hmm. that naturally happened in the transition from I, I don't know if I want to teach. All right, now I'm teaching okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right now i'm teaching teachers Yeah, i was kind of good at teaching mm-hmm. right like there there was th- there was this reflection how do we as people open up the moments to reflect in times of because that that was a little bit of tension right that was a mm-hmm. little bit of like all right do i do this do i do i not um you move forward with it but yeah. it took a moment to reflect to see like okay I see the continuity in that. Right. I see yeah. the value in that experience. How do we open up those moments? Cause that's usually when it's hard to sit still. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, how do you get your mind still enough to be able to sit back and say, how did that go?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe it's something that we, that we already do naturally right we're we're already contending with the voices in our head the voice of judgment the voice of self sabotage even the voice of like you did you did that thing you right, know they right. may, they may be hating ain't nobody said nothing but you did that thing so we're all, right, we're already right. constantly telling ourselves stories filling in the gaps and evaluating and assessing to take that to a more formal process of being like retrospective looking back over some sequences and seasons of your life and introspective, like tapping into the emotionality across those seasons. We can be formal in, in journaling, mm. like written journaling, yeah. audio journaling. I like yeah. to journal. Yeah. I like the theme every month. So I journal quite often and I'll theme like January's theme was Hello. February's theme was like welcome. I would theme the months before they even happened and kind of write what I aspire or hope to experience in the month. And then some months I would theme them after. So like a um, analysis after the month has already transpired. So those are just some technical things, sharing with people in your conversations that you're having with people, be more curious about how they are instead of saying, How are you doing? Say how are you feeling, Mm. right now. Mm. Some people aren't going. Some people, yeah, the same. they give you how you doing, the same, how you feeling, but that kind of (laughs) opens the space for other people to even, to even reflect on where they are, kind of what's been stewing for them. So that's
0: how do we hold someone accountable in that moment, right? So. Man, what's going on, brother? Everything good? Yeah, everything good, everything's not good, Doc. Right. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. is that initial answer to yeah. give to individuals in regards of yo, how you how you doing, how you feeling? But it sometimes it may take that, you know, an additional push. Yeah. Right? And yep. so what what how what are some techniques or um ways in which we can um get to that real answer so we can mm-hmm. see how they're really feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. So someone says if you ask them how they're doing and they say um or how's your, if you say how's your day? They say, my day was good. What was good about it?
0: Mm. Right? Yeah. Or
1: even yeah. reframing your initial question. Not how was your day? What was a highlight of your day?
0: That's good. Yeah, be more specific. Yeah. 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 It
1: depends on the, the the nature of your relationships because meaningful relationships will require daily emotional deposits, right? Even when you feel like you don't have that thing. They they really do. Mm, yeah. I, iron sharpens iron, Proverbs 27:17. Right. Right. So if you ask someone how they're doing and you can tell in their tone or their temperament that they said good but their disposition doesn't mirror that, you can say, "Okay, you sure? Cuz I'm getting a, I'm getting a different read."
0: Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like how you, like how yeah. you snap that in there. <laughs> yeah, you
1: sure? I'm, I'm, I'm getting, a, you know, I'm, I'm getting a different read and then following up with people on something that they, yeah. that they've told you I, I'm, I'm getting a different read. How's how the, how the is doing in that, in that program. I know yeah. he was having a little bit of trouble with, with friends and, and socializing, right? right. You can follow up on things. You don't want to, you don't want to force people, you know, I'm, I'm not advising us to to stand in place of a, a therapist or a counselor, but we're going through trying times, right? Yeah. And this season, some of us have been going through trying times even before the, the world was kind of flipped on its axis. So right, right. Be, right. Being in tune and being in tune with yourself, right? Ask yourself those same questions. Like, how am I yeah. feeling? Right, yeah. like, why do I feel a urge to slap somebody? Like, yeah. doing that unpacking, <laughs> that's, that's right. doing that unpacking that's, for your, you know, for your own range of emotions, I think, better positions you to do that for to do that for somebody else.
0: That's beautiful, and I and I am glad that you mentioned the pandemic because I know that we all have. Colleagues or friends, or someone, or even ourselves, like, well, yeah. someone may have approached us. I know, even me, I feel like you've given me that response, like, yeah, Isaac, I hear you, but yeah. uh, that ain't lining up, yeah. Um, and you know, there are moments to where we are so, um, uh, we may be overwhelmed with the situation that either when we are approached and someone asks, How are we feeling? that we kind of just give the answer to someone, even avoid the situation or even talking about it. Um, or we're so uh, overwhelmed with the situation, we we, we miss the opportunity to mm-hmm. ask, be more specific with a colleague, um, not knowing what they're going through. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so pandemic, pandemic yeah. has been, you know, you got some folks calling it a bandemic, you know, they've done well financially. Um, yeah. and, and then of course, it's been the, the unfortunate health crisis of it all. Uh, but if you... In your reflection, um, Mm -hmm. what have you seen that have been two highlights that have come out of the pandemic um, as you look at what the, you know, if it was either limited traveling that may have uh, shifted for you, if it was, you know, more virtual sessions or even, you know, any type of life events. But what are two highlights that um, that came out of the pandemic? Mm. Two
1: highlights. I would say the main one it the main one has been exercising my faith. Mm. I I came into 2021 with the theme, and I share this in episode one of the, the Inside Job podcast. I came in 2021 with the theme worry about nothing, pray about everything. Right. Mm. And Uh, simple in phrasing, more challenging in action. Mm. And the pandemic has caused, I think many of us to, to, to draw on our faith, right? Draw on something greater than ourselves to anchor us, to, to, to recenter us. And for me, it was like, okay, this thing is really real. Um, I'm making some business moves at a time that seem like a high risk, leaving some more comfortable places of of revenue to to venture out more independently and seeing God's provision, Mm. right? Not not doing the Tootsie Roll and testifying after the fact, knowing that I was in a corner cowering. No, I'm talking about mm-hmm. like before I even see it, before I even know it, I'm exercising my faith. I'm leaning on you, God. There's going to be a lesson in this for me. Um, and seeing God's provision and seeing his peace was was really great. And I had gotten glimpse of that even prior to the pandemic when I left full-time work, um, lucrative career to go to school without any income for a year to study. I saw God's peace and provision. So it was almost like he was preparing me for what was to come. So the continuation of my faith growing during the pandemic has been a great thing. And the second thing is, while there is this continuum of the, the interest being performative and the interest being Um, more purposeful. There has been a dialogue. I have been working with a lot of clients around racial equity work, racial justice. How do we disrupt and dismantle the policies, practices, and cultures within our organization that uphold white supremacy ideology? Now, whether organizations are being called out by the folks in the organization or this cancel culture, right? Because if you're silent, then you're complicit then if you make a statement and it's fugazi and y'all ain't really doing the work, you're going to be called out on it. There has been this concentrated effort on what is institutionalized racism? What does it mean to be anti-racist? How do we sit in really uncomfortable conversations across difference as a bridge to change?
0: Mm.
1: So seeing the the garnered interest again, some on the performative side of the spectrum, some on the purposeful side of the spectrum, has has been a has been
0: a great thing. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, <laughs> so much to unpack there, um, and I'm taking notes. So please, we gonna circle back. Yeah. So you spoke about a time in which you took a year off. Yes. So, all right. Let's check this. All right little bit a little bit more school right mm-hmm. um and I believe it's Harvard uh, yeah yeah <laughs> no, that's how you gotta say it, Harvard uh, yes ma'am um which is which is it's, it's a big deal right and, mm-hmm. and and however you look at it and um and I'm interested how was your experience Specifically, so I went to a PWI Sanford University here in Birmingham, Alabama. I want to say it may be around less than six, seven percent undergrad, grad. Um the term of usage is African American. I'm just gonna say black folks, you know, yeah, six seven yeah. percent. Um, and there's there is a unique experience, right? There's a cultural difference. There is a communication difference based off of the people that are on the campus. Even there may be a difference on how instructors and professors um, approach you and communicate with you.
1: Mm-hmm. What was your
0: experience as as a black woman going to Harvard um, for that year of uh, additional education that you applied towards?
1: Yeah. So a, a little context setting b- before I arrived, I was working for D.C. public schools for eight years. I was working in Southeast D.C. Shout out to Stanton Elementary School.
0: Shout out, Stanton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was a mathematics instructional coach there. So
0: teaching teacher. Hold up, 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 hold up. For someone that did not really grasp the way mathematics was being delivered at the time of your earlier educational time frame. Now you evolved into the mathematical instructor,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. teacher of mathematics, and then teaching mm-hmm. teachers mathematical instructional best pra- practices. I love yeah. it. That's that's love a it. turnaround. That's a that's turnaround right. <laughs> for real. That's a turnaround. So many of our stories are are, are like that's that, exactly right. right. That's uh-huh. right. That's right. Um. I mean, miseducation is a tool of oppression. Mm -hmm. So there was some miseducation going on that uh, caused me to think that I was not smart and that I couldn't, could not do math. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so some context before then, I was, I wanted to be uncomfortable, right? Like comfort builds an immunity to change.
0: So say it again, say it again, say it again. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we gotta back up. It I wanted to be uncomfortable. You made yeah. a decision. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What usually there's some stirring.
1: Yeah. There was.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay yep. okay. yep. Okay. So there was some right.
1: there was some stirring in 2017. I mean, I was doing good. I was eating good. I was living good. I was driving right. good. And I right, said, Right, right. God, is this it? I felt there was more. I felt mm-hmm. there was more that I was being called to, but then uh, those same characters, fear and doubt showed up. Yeah. So yeah. I, great career in DC public schools. I've worked with incredible people that became friends, traveled out of the country with folks, good quality relationships and experiences, the babies that i met and, yeah. and built relationships within the families. Yeah. But Comfort builds an immunity to change. And I was in an environment where I was not challenged much, right? Folks call me Ali. So it was like, Ali said it, it's good, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. not to say that folks were were frightened or didn't feel like they could contend or challenge me, but it didn't happen often. Right. And I knew in order to grow, I had to experience what it was like for someone to be like, nah, that idea actually, nah, that's right. not okay. Next. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> I love it.
0: That's right. you, you,
1: can you, can, you, can you can ride high on success, and you can ride high on success that your blind spots are never exposed by the people yeah. around you. And duh, you don't see them because they're your blind spot. I needed to see all that. Yeah. I needed to see what would be my emotional reactions. So I said, I'm going to go to school. I want to immerse myself in learning. I wanted to open an all boys school. Had founded an initiative for. Black boys in grades three through five called the Boys Institute. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Harvard. Met a young lady who went to Harvard. Shout out to Katika. Looked just like me. Yeah. Natural hair. And I was like, you yeah. went to Harvard? Right, okay, right. i can to go to Harvard. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so right. now I'm at Harvard. wanting to Real be- quick,
0: real quick, real yeah. quick. Just the power of a visual. Representation right? matters. The power of a visual that is just in the detail of natural hair to like, oh, okay so you rock because there is a cultural component of uh, uh, that aligns one story and and journey that gives um, trajectory right to some of the aspirations that you have. That's just. I always want to highlight those moments because sometimes we overthink what the change needs to be. Sometimes they just need to see someone in it, right? And that will uh, trigger that immediate inertia to be able to get them interested. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just got no, one no, a word. powerful moment.
1: No, we, you needed to pin that. Representation matters. I I'm, yeah. met a little girl during my internship when I was at Harvard, and I heard her over talking to maybe a speech pathologist in a... In a uh, office area. And I heard her say that she wants to go to Harvard and the school was predominantly black. And I got up, went into the room and said, you know, introduced myself, got her name and said, did I, did I overhear you say that you want to go to Harvard? And she said, yes. And I said, I go to Harvard Wow. and you can definitely go to right. Harvard. Right? That. I mean, I right. was 35 when I met Katika and said, right. you went to Harvard, I can go to Harvard. So that little girl being in third or fourth grade, being another black face. I I even remember telling my friend, I was like, so Harvard College is the undergraduate program. And then Harvard University is the coalition of graduate schools. So I remember telling my friend, like, you know, Harvard College, they don't have um, an elementary education program, right? You can't get a degree in elementary education there. And she was like, no, Mick, I didn't know that. And she was like, you know why we didn't know that? Because we don't know any Black folks that went to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. Now, shout out to all the Black folks that have gone to Harvard right. across time, right? Right, shout right, right. Those folks. But we didn't, right? In our, right. our sphere, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't know any people. So I went to Harvard to be challenged. I went to Harvard to be uncomfortable. I went to Harvard to experience affinity across difference. A few years ago, I would have never walked into a room of of white folks and engaged Mm -hmm. in conversation because of my own imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. They're not going to accept me. All all constraints that I put on myself and was not comfortable. Now I talk and speak and teach rooms full of of white people with with Mm -hmm. comfort, with empathy, with grace. So I went to Harvard to be uncomfortable. The s- surprising element was, and I was at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. So many Black Indigenous people of color at, wow. at Harvard Graduate School of Education. The dean, Bridget Cherry Long, is as a Black woman. So there was there was just a sense of belonging. Like, oh, we we are. We are out here for real, out here.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was comforting. And even, ac- even across the schools, it's still a predominantly white institution. Harvard is is still Harvard and is going to be on brand for a for a lot of things. However, the um the representation is there, specifically the the graduate school of education. So so that was great. And then I wanted to, I wanted to be challenged. So I was more open and receptive to being challenged, but definitely ready and on yeah. mission to to advocate and um, offer a, 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 a dissension of perspective and idea it's based on my lived experience, based right. on the voices and the stories and the families from Southeast D.C., from Prince George's County when I taught there, from New Haven, Connecticut. So
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, was, it was incredible then I got to have class with Dr. Cornell West and Professor right. Khalil Muhammad so
0: that's dope great. Hall of Famer Dion Sanders says if you look good you play good here at the Planning Podcast we believe that proper money management is important and we also know that being financially fit represents the way in which you live now just by listening to this podcast you are part of the movement and one of the most critical aspects of this is the way in which we spell planning the a is replaced with the delta sign and those that are familiar with mathematics delta represents change a very consistent theme that we noticed that regardless of the objective big or small if you want any change to occur for the better you're going to have to start planning be sure to check out our merchandise at www.stay. Planning.com S-T-A-Y P-L-A-N-N-I-N-G. We'll see you there. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love I love how you spoke to the change that yeah. you wanted to um, uh, or the culture you wanted to create to develop more change, right? Mm-hmm however you wanted to apply it Um, because oftentimes I think when we want to change something for the better, we don't correlate it to how we feel. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And usually if you feel uncomfortable, you're not going to want to stay uncomfortable. Right. Right. And, um, but typically, typically Mm -hmm. oftentimes Mm -hmm. that's where not only change, but growth arise and we could, boil it down to, we'll go back to sports. If you're used to doing 10 push push-ups, mm-hmm. and then there's that one day and you said, okay, I'm going to shoot for 11. It's going to be mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. Probably yeah. by the time you hit nine, because you already said, all right, I got to commit to 11. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you drop back down after 10 and you start to see a little bit of movement,
1: mm-hmm. right.
0: And it creates that, that, uh, uh, that joy, that anticipation, yeah. that excitement, yeah. those muscles that are hurting are actually being built into a stronger version of themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there is this attachment. Uh, let me take that back. There is detachment of yeah. our comfort and growth that we actually, you beautifully um, shared your journey and attaching the two and how it, I, I don't even want to say catapulted, but it continued the journey that you have for yourself to which leads me to my next question. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Um, is impact.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about it. So you mentioned this entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned shout out to all of our business owners, all of our 1099 K1s. Uh, 1120s. I'm throwing tax yeah. codes out there. That means yeah. you better have your paperwork. All of us. Right. Yes. 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 yes.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. Put it in order. <laughs> I have it in order and filed now. All mm-hmm.
0: of that. All mm-hmm. of that. Uh-huh. Um, impact. Um, yes. Share with us how you spell impact one,
1: because mm-hmm.
0: I feel like every detail matters. Yeah. And uh, if if you are watching us on this interview, you have the opportunity to see how thoughtful Mikkel is. There's no filler words. There's no um, no ahs. Uh, it's, right, <laughs> let me pause mm. together. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to highlight that Impact was spelled differently. So yeah. I, I'll, of course, you can share the backstory behind that, but also tell us what you do with Impact, folks. Yeah. Working.
1: So Impact is spelled M-P-A-C-T, no I and Impact. And that M is a play on my first name, Mikkel, and my father's name, Myron. And I started Impact in 2019. So classes ended at Harvard on April 30th. I moved back to Maryland on May 1st. I LLC'd Impact on May 7th and signed my first client on May 13th. Mm. That's how that's how fast things rolled in in in, in God's plan and, and provision. But prior to,
0: I was Hold on real quick, real quick, real quick. I'm so sorry. I got. I have to. So, can you tell us some of the pre planning? Yeah. Because what I don't want someone to say is, "All right, I'm gonna get me an LLC, and I'm gonna get me a contract in about two weeks." And then uh, I'm, whoa, 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 hold on now, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I knew that there was some work done prior to. Yep. Um. So just some of the pre-planning, you don't have to get too deep into it, but how did you get to the point of, I'm starting a business, I LLC, you know, these are my mm-hmm. service offerings. You know what I'm saying to be able yeah. to retain that con- client that quickly.
1: Yeah. Wise move to, to, to peel that back. So the the comprehensive answer is I spent a whole year preparing, right? Yeah. I, was, I was in school. Yeah. So I'm not saying you have to spend money and getting more debt and, and go to school for a year. The key is the preparation that yeah. you do, right? The researching, the talking to people, the clarifying what your vision is, to clarifying what your mission is, to really extract what are your gifts? What do you do naturally that you can monetize? Right. If people always say you have such great ideas or the products that you have, the, the food that you cook, whatever it is, whatever your gifting is, whatever your skill set is, extracting, how can I monetize that to be a service for, for others? Right. Because yeah. oftentimes we're giving it away for free.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Prepara-
1: preparation is key. Some things that I did, I was able to intern with the Disruptive Equity Education Project which is an equity centered organization while I was at Harvard and deep is a virtual organization. And I didn't know like a a whole virtual organization. Again, this is before the pandemic. So I was like, that works, you you know, less overhead people Mm -hmm. were engaging in, in virtual coaching sessions, virtual facilitation. I said, I want to use that model. And shout out to Deep. I learned a lot from Deep of what to do. And I learned a lot of what not to do. Mm -hmm. And I applied both to how I wanted to move forward in business. Right. Even a year prior, I thought about what is my brand all about? And your brand is really connected to who you are. Who you are is what your business is going to be. How you do anything is how you do everything, right? So I said, well, my brand is self-development that's what i've been doing as a teacher that's what i've been doing as a teacher of teacher that's what i do as a friend that's what i do yeah. for myself what would that look like in terms of a service model in in business so those are the things that i stewed on but f- preparation was the foundation yeah. that yeah. led me to starting impact and also i was trying to to i was applying for a consultant positions within education because I knew I wanted to see a little bit more of the landscape and I kept being told no I mean folks that I knew programs Mm. that I had been a part of I was reaching out and they was pump faking on me so I was like (laughs) I'm like all these no's as I'm finishing
0: school
1: and God said you're looking at your yes Mm. you are the person that you're looking for you are the person that you're looking for. And that can that could be tough, man. That could be tough. Yeah. And you're like, how? Not how, you <laughs> what I'm right. Right. how am I the person I'm looking for? I can't be. Mm. I, I can't be. Because you definitely need partnership, right? You want to yeah. go, definitely want to go far. You need partnership. You want to go fast, go on your own. But a lot of the things that we're looking for, that we're seeking are already inside. Mm. It's really just mm. unlocking that and that mm-hmm. is that's what i that's what i do with impact that's what i attempt to do with impact um pushing people really i'm just hold up a mirror and show you who you are
0: yeah
1: right as yeah. valuable yeah. as equipped as brilliant yeah. as incredible as um gifted as you are yeah i'm 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 just going to show you that yeah i'm just going to show you it.
0: that i love mm-hmm. it i love it i love it <laughs> As I mentioned, um, I am a client. Um, shout out to the new link that went out. Um, I am a client of Impact and it is part of, uh, and I'll quickly parallel. So at IMC, part of what we do, there is an element of needing to know where you're going. Right yeah. for us to be able to help God. So th- like you said, it's that element of hey, you said you was trying to get this done 90 days from now, right? And mm-hmm. so that the way you just shopped yesterday does not reflect that goal. So like yep. there is that aspect of it. Yep. Um and what I've appreciated is the safe space mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that vulnerability, there has not been a session that I've it happens in the meeting, but mm-hmm. even after the meeting, how I, it's, it's, it's kind of like that, that next phase of like, it just clicks like shit. Mm-hmm.
1: It, like
0: it's just, it, it moves. Right. Yeah, and and yeah. so, um, and, and I, I'll be, I, I'm curious to see the feedback from the podcast because I, I'm pretty sure those that are listening, you can already tell there has been some type of Clicking for you, just wow. I mean, she, she, I feel like she's talking to me, you know, because <laughs> uh, I got hit with two body shots. Like, oh yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pray so. um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, all right, all right, all
0: right. Look, 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 look. Okay, so let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. So there is this balance of yeah. all right. I'm experiencing pain
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I need to ask for help.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then there is, I'm uncomfortable
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I need to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that parallel we use in football is like, are you hurt? Or are you injured? Like mm-hmm. I, if you, if it hurt a little bit, man, bro, Hey, get back out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're injured. You need okay. to see a doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, how can you differentiate the two in the moment of because you know typically when you're uncomfortable, there is an element of could be an element of pain, mm-hmm. could be self inflicted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so how do you differentiate between the two? Because I know what I've had to work on is when I need to say, Hey, I need some help because i would be like, No, nah, I'm growing, I'm he's he growing me right here. No, nah, I got it, I got it. Some of that's pride, too. Let me, be of honest. course, yeah, but, you know, but but it's just You know, so what's that balance between the two of like the hurt and injured aspect of mental development, if that makes sense? Mm.
1: You know, I think... Mm. So part of me is like, why should we make distinctions across the hurt or the injured? Why why should, why should we make distinctions within those um, uh, emotional environments? Right. Okay. Okay. Because context and conditions matter so much. Yeah. And what you've experienced, if you, if you are an adult, even for children, but what you experience as an adult is directly connected to your childhood and your upbringing and the conditions and the environments in which you were uh, reinforced by or not, where you were loved or neglected, where you were nurtured and felt secure, or where you were abandoned. Those play such a huge role in people's responses, their reactions, how they see themselves and how they navigate the world. And to make that distinction across those emotional states to me doesn't honor mm. what people have just lived through and gone through. So someone's situation that we can easily say, if he don't, if she don't pull it together, wow. there's so many people out here that got it worse struggling. And here she is with her first world problems. But until you have lived or experienced the conditions of the fullness of that human, it's unfair to cast where they should be or how they should respond. And I'm talking to myself, for real. Yeah. we can so easily do that. Yeah. The important thing is to not stay or hover in one particular place to accept your full range of emotions and be brave enough and courageous to ask for the help and be intentional enough and loving to hold folks accountable.
0: Mm. Oh boy, that's a whole bar. That's a whole bar. Um, and you you helped me um, provide more grace
1: mm-hmm.
0: um even for myself mm-hmm. as i take on more obstacles mm-hmm. right um because there's probably times where i take on more of the obstacle mm-hmm. thinking that i am oh I'm, I'm i'm just it just hurt a little bit but mm-hmm. in turn i'm i'm injured right no you just, you need assistance right and in that assistance and asking for assistance and, I, and for those that may um, may be a little gun shy with mm-hmm. this part of the process as I was and continue to work on is that it's actually more courageous to ask for that assistance than to sit and literally, um, you know, oppress yourself, right, um, based off of how you describe it. Um, now and we, and we
1: you, do it so easily in other contexts, right? Yep, like if you're yep. somewhere and you're waiting in line is in line in the line too long. You be like is, is there another register? Someone else and then get could get on the register. Like we can mm. advocate so boldly and so clearly externally, but being able yeah. to advocate for yourself, being able to recognize what you need, it has to be hard to do. I'm not saying this is clear, like you just sitting like you know exactly what I need. First thing I need to do is I need to handle that issue with my father. Gotta get that. The next thing I need, I need to restore with my best friend. It doesn't come like that.
0: (laughs) Especially
1: especially when you're sitting on compound interest of anger, (sighs) you know, resentment, hurt feelings. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, it doesn't come easy like that, but you can't leave it unattended.
0: Yeah. That's however you
1: have to attend to that is is. Is key. Yeah. How you attend to that is key.
0: That's so good. It, it, it And it also reminds me um, when you think about emotions and the role that it plays, you know, we talk about how, and even when I'm making decisions around money, right? Yeah. You don't, you want to acknowledge your emotion in the moment, mm-hmm. right? But you don't want to give it authority, right? Like, yes. you, don't, you don't want that to be the leading indicator on how you're going to react to whatever the situation is but there is and what i used to do i would avoid my emotions right yeah, and too. so and, and and the value is acknowledging it all right look i ain't gonna let you run me right but i you know I right, my feelings is a little hurt you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying let me go mm-hmm. put that to the side you know but mm-hmm. i acknowledge you but i'm not going to react with hurt feelings uh, I'm, right. I'm going to acknowledge that okay I'm a little sideways about this. I'm just gonna say that real quick. You know, I'm a little sideways, but all right. It. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and, then,
1: and then asking yourself, asking yourself why you're why you're sideways about it, right? Like everything you're you're saying. I've been thinking a lot about this idea of soothing versus healing, and mm. where in my life I've spent time soothing, how I how I self soothe, and how that. Is just kind of putting a layer of Vaseline on things, but but healing is actually may involve the scalpel, may involve an incision, may involve a scar. So
0: that's, that's still strong.
1: still I'm still percolating on that. Want to see that in in season two of the pot the Inside Job podcast? And I will also I also am wondering. How you've seen or experienced, whether yourself or through your 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 clients, how people soothe financially and how people heal financially.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so good. good. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. That is so strong. That is so strong what the what i love about the the level of detail you articulated in the difference between soothing and healing what i love about the healing component you mentioned was a scar oh,
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it's gonna leave a mark you know what i'm saying and i think we want to keep the soothing element of it one it feels it's a it's a it's a fix right like it's a I bet. Facts. But it doesn't show you've, you've, you what you've experienced, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's an element of healing that you, in some form of fashion, and I'm just unpacking what the terms you use, in some yeah. form of fashion, you're publicly acknowledging your journey, right? Because mm. of the marks and the scars. All right. Um, all right. Next question. I love, yeah, it. I love, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's so real. So you, real. Drop, you drop a perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm looking at the time. We good? All right, you dropped a perspective that I would love for you to unpack because yeah. we have um, a number of CEOs, presidents, um, uh, business owners, mm-hmm. leaders throughout the community, all on on every aspect that are tuned in, listening, and so we want to make sure that they are all equipped. Yeah. In this same breath of being uncomfortable, as you mentioned the um, there's been a number of events that has happened over the last 18 months, 24 months that has triggered this conversation around race, equality, mm-hmm. um, uh, justice,
1: yeah.
0: um, uh, process, right mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. involvement, mm-hmm. stakeholders. yeah um, that unfortunately has caused more of a divide.
1: Right, mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. form
0: of fashion, mm-hmm. um, but it also has 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 established more communication and awareness in this appetite for um, uh, to do the right thing. Yeah. Now, regardless of what anyone does, there is going to be a group of individuals that have yet to have the exposure necessary to shift their thinking mm-hmm. or their heart. Um, that may be in a process of just checking the box at this point. And Mm -hmm. we're not speaking to those individuals. Um, (laughs) I want you to (laughs) say FYI. Yeah, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. X out. Y'all go ahead. X out. Uh
1: (laughs) Yo. What a smooth flex and finesse you did with that. That was smooth. (laughs) It
0: even caught me. I was like, wait, did you (laughs) just (laughs) dismiss Because there was some folks, was, you know, they're like, this is good. This about to be like, I don't want to hear that. I know. So right. You I'll need to, you. you need to hear it. <laughs> yeah, answer. that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. So what what are and let me make sure I word this the right way. Yeah. So for those that are witnessing what we've what some have seen for decades. Um, yeah. for those that are um within their household having different conversations with their children. For Mm -hmm. those that are leading a group of people and they are asking questions on what is this? Hey, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Are we playing a role? Like what, like what do we do? Right. Mm -hmm. And so there are individuals that just need next steps. And I know it's difficult to speak to the specificity of one's next steps without knowing the individual, Mm-hmm. But based off of what your experience and the work you've done with with with, with uh, CEOs across the country, how would you help form a sequential process, or at least a sequential um, uh, thought process, before they look at any action, right? Mm-hmm. Or. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to cut a check, you cut a check to the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. Uh, we are in downtown Birmingham. As you try to figure out what you want to do, yeah. you know, yeah, we, we take those as well. Uh, yeah. but, <laughs> but what what would you recommend in regards of like, all right, your heart is pulling you. Mm-hmm. The facts of the situation is confirming what your heart is is pulling on you. Yeah. How do I address this? I have influence. I'm a leader. What do I do?
1: Right, right, right. Great question. For starters, equity work is relational work, right? Mm-hmm. So so any plan or any sh- strategic approach that involves a lot of transactional and technical elements that uh, you're going to boost the number of black indigenous people of color and leadership, some HR initiatives, You're gonna write anti-racist values and commitments that you're gonna hold the organization accountable to. Those those are solid, but in and of themselves, that's not relational. Those are like technical Mm -hmm. things that you can put into place. So that should not be your starting point, right? That's somewhere on the list of, that's somewhere on your roadmap to advancing equity, specifically racial equity. I advise the starting point to be listening, listening. There is a slogan that was formed um, around disability rights. That is nothing about us without us is for us. Wow. It is That's good. virtually impossible to advance racial equity within your organization without the voices leading, informing, and guiding those efforts that have been most adversely impacted by institutional racism. Mm -hmm. The same circle of people that have perpetuated the problem cannot solve them. Mm -hmm. If you look around and the diversity of of brain trust is absent in your efforts. You're going to keep hovering around the same issues, and the yeah. folks in your organization are going to continue to call for change. So you need to listen, whatever that whatever that looks like. If that's if that's feedback sessions, if that's focus groups, you need to hear. Yes, you can send you can send out surveys, collect some qualitative and quantitative data, but you have to have the infrastructure to be able to assess that maybe put that data on a pain point matrix to see where the most intense areas of concern. Listening is a, is a great place to start. Focus mm. groups, mm. hear from people. That's
0: good, that's what have, so good. What's
1: people's experience been? Right. What does change look like? How do we define equity? It's a lot of terms out here, anti-racism, right. anti-racist, um, racial justice. How mm. do you define those terms? Right, right. Common language, sparring on common language could be really helpful. Yeah. And using the voices and the experiences of people to determine what that, and the leadership of folks to determine what that roadmap looks like and recognize that it's going to take time, right? These challenges have been here before us and they will persist even after our time here. We're talking about generational.
0: Right, right. Right,
1: pain right. right we're talking about centuries of inequity
0: hmm. that
1: that still persists today. So managing your expectations number one and listening as your starting place is mm-hmm. number two powerful mm-hmm.
0: love it love it, love it love it all my fellow CEOs out there make sure you share this with a friend mm-hmm. um Mikhail, as you can see just even in a quick overview, um, speaks to the the importance of having um, a process, mm-hmm. and as well um, the right person to help guide you with this. Because as mentioned before, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, um, go together. And go together. so, it, and, and you want to definitely you want to make sure that you have someone on a guide that can mm-hmm. say, "Nah, yeah, last time I went around that corner, it's a little tight. So we're going to, you know, slow it down. You know." Yeah, lean a little bit, shift your yeah, weight. You know, they yeah. they they've been able to experience that. You know, lo- location of the roadmap to where mm-hmm. the journey, the destination is the same, right? Like, yeah. hey, we're looking to get here. Yeah. But you have someone to be able to help you navigate the terrain. Hey, it's mm-hmm. a little bumpy here, right? Yeah. So we may need to shift the type of vehicle we're driving. Um. So I I love it. I love it. I, yeah. I I'm thinking can about I how. Plug, you- can I yeah. plug
1: one thing in really really quick? That
0: yep yep. yep. I just
1: thought of thank you for your grace and let me jump in there, a great activity to try. And you can do this in a small group before you branch out into larger groups or across the organization. And this is definitely something that a consultant like myself could support you with. But when you take time to visualize, like in an ideal world, what would a racially just organization look like? Or if our organization was racially just, and equitable, what would that look like? What would that sound like? And what would that feel like? Giving folks that space to visualize together, to hear even the differences in perspective, but to lift those common themes that ultimately people wanna be seen, heard, and loved right? is is a powerful activity around this yeah. idea yeah. Of, of listening, yeah, listen towards elevating um, an ideal vision. Yeah. of being a, yeah. a, a racially just organization is powerful.
0: Hey, look, and it's going to be uncomfortable, y'all. And that's okay, because we just talked about growth and uncomfort being tied together, right? And so you'll be able to grow. You'll be able to evolve. I I forgot. It may have been about five. No, no, no. it's about six or seven years ago. I'm going to do it consistently. I'm more consistent now. But I, yeah. I remember telling myself, I'm going to start counting how many times I get uncomfortable during the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, and
0: I needed at least two moments, right? <laughs> and so it was either, you know, I got moments where i like, all right, I'm gonna shoot my shot. All right, there's mm-hmm. someone that I would love to meet or yep. speak to yep. or communicate with. Um, and I think I'm probably about nine for ten right now, you know, and hey, hey, them things <laughs> dropping. You know, we still waiting yeah. on the response of another, but I was uncomfortable in that moment. But what it yielded is is a you know a forest of opportunities I and. And I'm super, super excited about it. Um, Yeah, I had a
1: professor say the difference between a perceived constraint and a constraint is reality. Mm. perceived constraint is like the story that you've told yourself before you even attempted. Right. It could be the self-doubt. It could be the judgment. It could be the sabotage, the imposter syndrome. Right. A gamut of things. That's the perceived. It's not going to work out. They're going to say, no, it's not good enough. That's a perceived constraint. The difference between that and then a real con- is reality. You have to attempt it. You have to try it. You have to sit right. in the discomfort. You have to shoot right. your shot. Right. Right. <laughs> you have right. to right. put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. And sometimes, for for certain identities in this country, I speak specifically about Black folks, <laughs> that <laughs> discomfort is all around you. You don't have to go looking yeah. for opportunities to be uncomfortable. Hello, come school. on now,
0: come you on can now, just show come up. And hey, hey.
1: <laughs> you can just show up. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, mean, I want to acknowledge that that, that yeah. some folks are like, I am living and breathing in identities that put my value in my life at crisis on a daily basis. Yeah. On a yeah. daily basis. But yeah. even in that, you can be comfortable with the thoughts that this is how it will always be, yeah. or that people won't value you, right? Or that everyone's working against you. Yeah. Right. So yeah. more
0: than one thing yeah. can be true. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and liberate mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. uh uh sharing that because that mm-hmm. is it's right in line. And i I got one more question before yeah. we, we close and we bring a kill back, y'all. So just an FYI. Oh
1: yes, I would love to. <laughs> um it it re,
0: it reminds me of uh OG Triple OG, Dr. Miles Monroe. Um yeah. he speaks to uh, A study that was done that they tied a dog up Mm. and there was a stake um, about inches away. So they they had a chain link um, or a chain type of um, whatever connected to where he couldn't, you know, run so far, limited his distance. And um, they had a stake at the end. Dog ran as fast as he could, yanked it back, right? As soon as he got, you know, close to the stake. Yeah. Ran yeah. as fast as he could, yanked it back. So, yeah. over a two week period, you know, he was like, you know what? Bump it. So, they go back to him. They take off the, um, uh, 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 they unhook him from the chain. They move the plate to him. He backs up. They move the plate to him, backs up some more. He's associating that previous experience right? and, and, mm-hmm. and that conditioning actually now has mentally incarcerated him. Right. And so oh, he was locked up prior to, right. yep, but physically, but that now redefined his reality to the point to where he doesn't even want to attempt it anymore. And I think that as you mentioned that that mm-hmm. is what is happening real time, is that we are acknowledging that the physical Chains are no longer there, but there are some mental ones that has been intentionally, uh, curated, but also some mental ones that we can intentionally, um, uh, uh, dissect and remove to yes. ensure that we can get into this thriving type of, um, um, activity. So I'm, I'm super, super That's words sir. That, that was a,
1: that was a word, sir. It flow. You, covered
0: us. Weird, you covered us. You covered us. You covered us. You covered us. So we words, in it. We sir. in it. We <laughs> in it. Uh, All right, so we we have our premier question that we ask all of our audience, as you can see, even on the virtual display, that planning, the planning podcast, we spell it uniquely, intentionally. The A is replaced with the delta sign. So we believe that anything that is to essentially change for the long term or anything that is substantial, anything that is important that you intend to change, the foundation of that is through planning. And so Mm -hmm. if you paid attention in geometry, mathematics. I didn't get this. I remember it, but it was someone else that reminded me. Um, They said, "Isaac, you know, the delta sign in math represents change. And so that's why we wanted to make sure that we replaced the A with the delta sign. So if you could share with us, you've shared a number of different opportunities, but if you could share with us a moment in which you remembered where you said, all right, let me put this game plan together. You executed the game plan and planning ultimately revealed itself as a success for you.
1: Hmm. Trying to think of an example that I haven't touched on. Hmm. I would say thank you for the grace and me thinking.
0: Oh, I love it. I hope, hopefully, hopefully folks take away. Cause that can be an uncomfortable moment, right. To where you may be having a conversation with someone and their silence. Right? Yeah. What I encourage others. And even what I am learning is to embrace that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Because. What we intend to do is feel it because we're uncomfortable and not necessarily keep unpacking unpack- what we're about to deliver, right? Mm-hmm. Or or allow the other person to unpack it. I could have been like, yeah, no, nah, I'm going to hush up. Hey, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Let me yeah. back up. So That's um, all right. Yes. Yeah. yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go with... You know what? I'm going to go... I was I was gonna go with transitioning to being vegetarian, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the the inside job podcast as my example of where I've yeah. seen the benefit of planning manifest. Plan. I think the the marriage between planning and execution yeah. is harmonious. Yeah. Right. And yeah. with the Inside Job podcast, my mom, shout out to, to Fanny. I call her Fran, <laughs> my favorite Girl, teacher, mom. my coach, my cheerleader. <laughs> she, she was telling me for a while, you need to do a podcast. You need to do podcasts. podcast. And I was like, Fran, you know, you always think, you know, your mom and your friends, like y'all just hyping me.
0: Right? Yeah, and right. And tell
1: you, and you'd be like, you know what? <laughs> You, you spoke a word into my life. Like, for years. So she had been telling me to, to start a podcast, and those same characters, y'all—fear and doubt. Yeah. Right? You know, it's, nobody wants to hear you. Which, I mean, which what are you gonna be? What are you gonna say? And then, especially the inclusion of my faith and in scripture and in highlighting. Um, the glory of god i was like girl you ain't this ain't no ministry you are not yeah, are not yeah
0: this like, is good
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i took the time to research right again you don't have to student loan debt you don't have to go to an institute you google youtube is yep. is, is phenomenal and the content that people put out to teach so i i googled what how do you use um garageband on right, on that right, right. product? right? What microphones to get? Right. How do you create content? And I was just hearing people kind of share their wisdom and nuggets. And then I took note, then I can be very organized. So I had this whole Google drive of like, okay, here's the steps that I want to take to even get the podcast up and running. I want to do 10 episodes. I want to start February 1st, because that was two one two one, And I want to end it April 5th. The day after my 39th birthday, here are the topics that have been stewing, yeah. things that I've been writing in my journal. I even wrote in the margin of my journal one time, the inside job. And I was like, maybe that's a book title. Who knows? It was just a download the Holy Spirit gave me. Right. So kind of did that planning and that organizing and then said to myself, okay, once I write out the flow for episode one, then I'll purchase the microphone from Amazon. Like that was my... Yeah. Um, that was almost my treat for accomplishing a goal.
0: Right, 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 right. right then, right.
1: I, then I kind of hesitated on writing the flow of episode one because just things got busy. Them same characters, fear and doubt. But I got, got organized, had a plan, had some treats, had some incentives in my plan that mm. I would get if I accomplished certain milestones said, okay, I'm going to have to use Saturday. So there was some sacrifice that mm. was part of the plan. I'm going to use Saturdays to to record. I'm going to use Saturdays to, to create, which was new for me. Now it's been so helpful because Saturday is another workday for me, and that's just yeah. helpful to break up the week. Yeah. So the podcast yeah. is definitely an example of where planning times execution. Yeah. Manifested. I mean, there were so many times I talk about it. I think in episode two where I was like, once it was out and I shared it with people, I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> like, I don't like my voice. Like, I was like, I literally was like, God, why are you? Always, why do I always have to say something? Why can't right. you be in the back? Yeah. I, I really started cursing my gift. Just so to
0: me.
1: that that's a highlight with planning, right? Just because you plan. Mm-hmm doesn't mean like your, your confidence or your assurance in it is going to always be solid. And that doesn't make you fraudulent. That makes you a human. Oh, right. That also may mean you ne- might need to tighten up the plan. You yes. might need to, to, to um, eliminate some energy, some presence in your circle.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and write things down. Write yes, things ma'am. down. Yeah, yeah. Write the vision yeah. and make it plain so that the one who reads it can run. Write things down.
0: Yeah, Habakkuk 2, too. You better speak. You yes. better
1: speak. Don't just keep it in your head. Don't just yeah. keep it in your head. Write your plan down. Even if it's the right. note section on your phone, write things right. down.
0: Right, 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 right. I love it. I two takeaways. Yes treats, right? So yes. we, we even talk about this when we talk about money management. All right. I have a goal that's 12 months down the road. I want to save $6,000 by the 12 months from now. Okay. That's $500 a month. All right. What is that a week, right? Yes. What are those bite-sized moments that you can celebrate and give yourself yes. a treat? And it may be like, okay, I'm a you Know, I'm going to. I'm trying to find something low budget. I'm going to go on a walk in the park and get me some ice cream. You know, that may be a cheat meal, right? Or something yep. of that nature. Yep. Um, and the t- second was sacrifice
1: mm-hmm.
0: treats and sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And so, anything that is in the queue mm-hmm. of change, implementation, mm-hmm. um, there's two things that you have to. All right, let me put treats together because this is going to be. Uh, uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm doing something that I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. And then, two, let me brace my flesh to be sacrificed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is going to require my time to be reimagined. And as I execute, the culture and the community around me may reimagine some of the folks that are presently around to ensure that I can continue to execute at a level that this may require. Um, 100%. And there's so much yes. gain with that sacrifice. Yes. There's gain with
1: that sacrifice. And and you may I and do. you may not feel it in the moment. You may not feel it over subsequent experiences of that level of sacrifice, but the 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 muscle capacity that you build emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually yeah. from from that sacrifice, and the gain there is huge. You just have to see it as such. Yeah. That's
0: Mikel, you—I know your middle name spelled. I mean, is is brand, but you have been a blessing for sure. Um mm-hmm. And and those listening, I, I'm just—I'm looking forward to listening to this as uh, as a guest. Because um, you gotta be active listening. You gotta be ready to pivot. You know, and ch- hey, that hey that, hey, as you know, podcasting is. Yeah, I'm going to start a podcast. Hey, man, it takes some work now. You got to have the prep and all that stuff set up. So salute to you. Come on, come on. So (laughs) salute to the Inside Job podcast. Thank you um, for joining us on ours. Um, How can the folks get a hold of you? So somebody may have listened to this and said, yo, like I want her for our company. I just want to have a conversation with her. I want to um, learn more about X, Y, and Z. What is the best way to get in contact with
1: Yeah. So the best, well, thank you for having me. Thank you for creating this space. You and I engage in rich dialogue all the time, all the time like this, even when I was a client of of IMC. So that that, it's, it's, it's been incredible. It's it's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Good, sir. Yes, yes, ma'am. The best way to get in contact with me, a couple of ways. Well, you said the best way. So let me just give one, email me directly. So you can email me directly at Mikel, that's M-I-K-E-L at strive, S-T-R-I-V-E for F-O-R impact, M-P-A-C-T.com. Hit me up directly via email. Um, You could check out the website striveforimpact.com, but would love to to talk, connect, support you as a coach, as a listener, as a facilitator, as a content creator.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. The inside job podcast is on all platforms.
1: Yes, it is. Yes. Apple, Apple. Stitcher, all that. Google, all,
0: all. Y'all, y'all, got, y'all got y'all got iPhones anyway. So go and get on your Apple device. <laughs> you know, subscribe. Check out the episodes. Um, shout out to the we, Android users. We yeah, sh- yeah, shout that out. Let me let me hold on. Now I gotta. It's you know, I've only been with the Apple game for a couple of years. My Android we do. users, we do. you know, we do. you know, and yeah. um, you know, I, I still appreciate the flexibility that we had, the ability to download what you wanted to download. Yeah. Um, now I wasn't too much of a fan of all the different upgrades and updates and you know, things of that nature, mm-hmm. and you know, it was a hit or miss with the yeah. pictures, right? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Hey, dang, do I need a white? <laughs> hey, but sometimes I'm joy, hey, it'll have a shot for you. Like, that's a beautiful shot, but it's like yeah. once, you know, every 32 photos. So, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm selling out, I'm selling out.
0: <laughs> i to cut this out because it's. Still- <laughs> Oh, Mikhail, blessings to you. Thank you. Um, Likewise. And um, as y'all know, make sure you subscribe. Stay tuned. Share this with a plan. Hold on, I'm tripping. Share this with a friend, and of course, stay planning.
1: Yes. Peace.